going to help us. And uh, we want, we have Brother Caruth with, with us in the house of the Lord today. And we want Brother Caruth to come and obey the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's put our hands together and give him a warm welcome to Let's give him a praise. I can hear the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the one who is and is to come. We worship you, Jesus. chapter 37 and verse 1 the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass them round about and behold there were many in the open valley and lo they were dry and he said unto me son of man can these bones live again and I answered O Lord God thou knowest and he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord. And for sake of time, I want to skip down to verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Dry bones produce an exceeding great army. I bring you back to the question, can these bones live again? I want to preach this morning on the questions that faith asks us or faith questions. I believe that the Holy Ghost has showed up in this house to ask us a question here today. Can these bones live again? Why don't you put your Bibles down? Let's ask God to help us. God, we thank you for your presence. Thank you, we thank you for your spirit. God, I thank you for the liberty I feel in this house. God, I thank you for what you're going to do in this service, God. 
I feel in the Holy Ghost, God, you're going to touch lives, you're going to strengthen, you're going to encourage, you're going to deliver, you're going to set free. And God, I believe you're going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Let somebody see their need for baptism in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated. The questions of faith. In a recent poll of 200 of our clients, we found that those with children estimated that 70 to 80% of the kids' dialogue were comprised of questions. But those same clients said that only 15 to 25% of their interactions consisted of questions. Warren Beggar began to talk about questions. He stated it like this, a more beautiful question, the power of inquiry to speak breakthrough ideas. Why are we doing things that we are doing the way that we are doing them for the past 20 years? What if we tried to do X, Y, and Z? What would the outcome be? The Polaroid Camera was a company that started in Cambridge by its leader, Edwin Land. He was the Steve Jobs of his time. He was very smart, he was very intellectual, and the instant film camera was a result of a question that his young three-year-old daughter had asked him while he was out on a vacation. And he began to snap a picture of his beautiful daughter. His daughter began to say, Dad, why is it that I cannot see this picture right now? Why is it that I have to wait? Why is it that this film would have to be developed? It was there that Edwin Land, being the scientist that he was, he began to sneak into Columbia University Labs to develop the artificial polarized film making process. And then for many years, he began to lead a successful company that in a short span of under 40 years began to sell over $1.4 billion in sales literally all around the world. But it all started with a question from his daughter that wanted to see the picture that was taken of her. We know that God is all-knowing. He is the first, he is the last, he is the alpha, and he is the omega. Yeah. He was set up from everlasting. From the beginning, or ever the earth was, God was. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Yeah. And the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything that was made. We know that God knows all things, but I believe that God begins to ask us questions, not as if he doesn't know or that he needs to gain knowledge or revelation right. from us, but God asks us questions right. so that it can spark revelation in our minds Amen. and in our hearts. We see that one of the very first questions that was asked in the word of God was to Adam, when he asked Adam, where art thou? It wasn't that he didn't know where Adam was, but he wanted Adam to realize where he was. Hallelujah. I believe the Holy Ghost is in this house, is asking some of us, where are we? Where are we in our spiritual walk? Where are we in our walk with God? Where are we in the scheme of revival? And just like the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 37, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Yes. And he carried me about.
about in a valley full of dry bones. He began to ask him, can these bones live again? God knew the potential. God knew the potential that was in the bones, the revival that was in the bones. When he began to ask his equal, can these bones live again? God has sent a young preacher to this pulpit today to ask you, can these bones live again? I want you to look at your dreams that seem to be at a point of death. Your hopes that have seemed to fade away. And God is asking you here today, can that dream live again? Yeah. Come on. Uh, oh God, I feel like preaching in the house of the Lord here today. The enemy is trying to tell you that there's no hope for your marriage. There's no hope for your family. But the Holy Ghost sent a preacher in the house to ask you, can these bones live again? Hallelujah to God. Clap your hands and give God a praise. If you believe that he's able to do a ceiling above me.
behind this desk to declare the word of God. Somebody, the Bible says, let God be true. And our enemies be scattered. I'm telling some of you in this house, it's time for you to declare the word over your life. Declare the word over your situation.
questions of faith. Isaiah chapter 6. It says in the year that King Uzziah died. I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne. High and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. It was a year that there was tragedy. It was a year that there was calamity. I don't know if you got your life perfect, but if you're like me, you've been through a few things. And I'm going to tell you, if you'll just hang on a little while, in the midst of tragedy, God will give you a revelation. You'll see the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. When you begin to study history, you find in that time, a king, his train would have would have the victories attached to him. And so when he said, I saw his train fill the temple, he said, I got a revelation that my God is victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in verse 5, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amidst a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. He began to realize how inadequate he was. He began to realize, I don't measure up. I don't have the qualifications. But the word of the Lord told him, and he laid it upon my mouth, the coals from the altar. And he said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin has been I come to tell somebody in the house of the Lord that if you allow God's spirit and his blood to work in your life, God will remove even the residue of sin. You won't even look like what you've been through. Nobody will look at you. They'll look at you and say, you should be strung out on drugs. But you'll be a child of God, blessed and clothed, and in your right mind. Just to sit on a pew. God didn't save you. Just to come to church week in and week out. But the Bible says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Once again, God is asking a question. Not because he doesn't have knowledge of, but he wants to give you revelation. He said, Who's going to go for us? Who shall I send? He said, Here I am. Send me. Anybody got that response in the house of the Lord? God's asking, who can I use in this church? Who can spread the gospel of Jesus Christ for me? I believe I've got some people in the house that said, Lord, send me. Whatever it is that you're doing in this season, Lord, don't do it without me. If you want to heal somebody, do it through me. Do it through me. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house of the Lord here today. And then he goes down to verse 11. And he said, I, Lord, how long do I go? And he answered, he said, until the cities be wasted without inhabitants, until the houses are without no man. I come to preach to this church. Your pastor is going to stretch you. He's going to cast new vision. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He's getting ready to tell you 
hurt yourself. Come on, everybody. It's faith. You got a job. You got a mission. You got a purpose. asking us some questions here today. He's asking us, can these bones live again? He's asking us, who shall I send? And I'll come to preach to somebody in this house. You say, preacher, I would like to be used of God. But I'm not quite there. I would like to be used of God. But I've got situations in my house. I remind you of 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. The Bible says, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, thy servant, my husband, is dead. Thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the crater has come into my house. And then Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in my house save a pot of oil. I come to let somebody know today that hell has tried to tell you you don't have anything to offer you don't have much left for God and I come to tell you there's a revival in what you have left yes. you might not have much but as long as you got something if you got breath in your body you got something to offer unto God he said, I don't have anything but save a pot of oil. Then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of thy neighbors, even the empty vessels. And he said, you know what? I want you to stretch your thinking. He said, don't even borrow a few. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. God's going to stretch some of your thinking. Somebody needs to know it's time to have a paradigm shift. I'm going to tell you, God come in this house to break some generational curses. Just because mama and daddy did it, don't mean you gotta do it. Just because grandma and grandpa did it, you don't gotta do it. Just love a horse. You don't have to be broke. You don't have to live in poverty. You can have the blessings, have the favor of God. Because my God's big. My God's awesome. Yes. And I'm just going to make some room yes. for the Almighty. I'm going to make some room for the miraculous. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. So they went out. They went to the neighbors. They knocked on the door. They opened their mouth. They began to communicate. That's enough preach right there. If you want God to work in your life, you got to open your mouth. You got to talk to folks. You got to be friendly. Come on. You got friends, you got to be friendly. You got a job, you got to apply. You got to show up, look at your best, and present yourself the best way you know how to. Come on. We can't do for Yes, sir. God won't do for us what we can do for ourselves. And it came to pass, her sons brought the vessels to her, and she poured them out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said unto her son, bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, they don't have any more vessels. And the oil stayed. Notice the revelation. As long 
because there was vessels, uh, there was still oil. Huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. And we'll bring them to the house. God will fill them. Amen. And we'll fill the house up. God will fill them. Amen. Hallelujah. Man of God told her, go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live with thy children of the rest. I'm telling you here today, she just had a little bit left, but God took what she had left and provided him provided her provision. You might be in this house today saying, God, I don't have much, but I'm telling you what you do have is enough for God to work the miraculous. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What shall I do for thee? What shall I do for thee? God is asking somebody here today. Somebody's hungry. Somebody's desiring. And God is asking, what is it that I can do for you here today? I remind you of Matthew chapter 20 and verse 29. And the Bible says they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, there was two blind men sitting by the wayside. And when they heard that Jesus had passed by, the Bible says they cried out, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. They began to lift the voice in desperation. They began to lift the voice and cry out to God, O Lord, have mercy on us. And the Bible says, and the multitude uh, rebuked them, uh, saying that they should hold uh, their peace. Uh, I'm going to tell you, whenever you make uh, in your mind uh, that you want to live for God, uh, the devil is going to send every adversary your way uh, to try to stop you and hinder you uh, from pursuing the things of God. Yes. Yeah. Amen. But I come here to tell you, uh, just keep pushing your way. It, it, it always amazes me, uh, being in church and seeing people uh, give their to God. They could be homeless. They could be drug addicts. They could be addicted to all kinds of things. But when they come to the house of God, all of a sudden they start hearing from family members they heard from in 20 years. And they try to tell, don't go to that church. It's a cult. They're crazy. They're brainwashing you. I've come to tell you here today, there will always be a multitude that's trying to stop you. But if you keep your mind on Jesus, Yes, sir. They said you should hold your peace, but they didn't. They didn't listen. The Bible says, but they cried the more, saying, "Have mercy on us, oh Lord, thou son of David." I wonder what would happen in this house if, for every time the devil fought you, that you would cry all the more. I wonder what would happen if your praise matched the level of your attack from the enemy. Come on, you know he's been fighting you. Why would you look dignified? Why would you sit there with your arms folded and you know all the hell is breaking loose in your life? There ought to be a cry in your heart. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. I need to. And the Bible says, and Jesus stood still. There's something about humility. There's something about a broken and a contrite heart. God will in no way despise. There's something that gets the attention of God when a person begins to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. When they begin to bow and knee before God and they begin to cry out to Him, there's something that gets the attention of God. He can't just keep walking. And the 
shit. Amen. Do you want the Holy Ghost? I'll give it. Do you want tears? I'll give it. Do you want a breakthrough? I'll give it. Do you want a financial? I'll give it. They said, they say unto him, Lord, we just want this one thing. We want our eyes to be open. We want to be able to see. Hallelujah to God. Yes, that might have been a physical miracle, but how many today you want your eyes to be open? You want to have fresh vision. You want to be able to see things the way God sees them. Lord, just open my eyes. Give me revelation. Give me insight. And the Bible says, so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately, they didn't have to wait 10 days. They didn't have to wait three months. They didn't have to go through some kind of program. They didn't have to go through 10 steps to becoming a better person. The Bible says, and immediately, their eyes received their sight and they followed him. They got what they needed from God because they simply responded to the question what shall I do for you I wonder what would happen in the house of the Lord here today if we will respond to what God is asking us he's asking you he's asking you and he's asking me on this Sunday morning what can I do for you what can I do for you what kind of situation can I turn around what kind of demos can we revive today? What kind of dream can we revive today? What kind of hope can we revive today? Holy Ghost told me to tell you it ain't over yet. God has a final say. You don't have to get a divorce. Just let God work in your marriage. You don't have to write off your children. Just let God work on it. Come on, he can do it seriously. And abundantly above all, you can ask me to hold on to Oh, you need to do is lift your hands right now. All you need to do is lift your hands. 
of faith here today and say, if you're really God, show me. If you're really God, heal me. If you're really God, deliver me. If you're really God, put my bands back together. to do it here today. I'm telling you, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter if nobody knows but you. God's able. I'm telling you, God's able. God's able. I wish I could sing the song. He's able. And I'll sing it for you right now. No matter what the story is, God's able. No matter what the circumstance is, God is able. He's able. No matter what you're going through today, he's able. No matter what the report is you got this week, he's able. No matter what the email is you read, he's able. The bill, the foreclosure notice, he's able. The eviction notice, he's able. The pink slip, he's able. Preach it. Preach it. Say it, brother. Come on. Come on, it's going to take not a long time. 
Father, Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, God. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, God. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, God. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, God. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, God. We thank you for the opportunity